Yeah, day guys, and welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. I hope you all are well. Today, I just wanted to do a bit of a quick hitter. I've just been traveling a little bit this week um, for work, for business, going down to Sydney, flying in and out in the day. And that also, when I travel a lot, it means I read a lot. And recently, I just read a book. And I just wanted to, I know that probably doesn't sound too exciting, but yeah, I read a lot. Well, actually, I've been a bit bad of it lately. Sometimes when you read too much, guys, it can kind of, I know, put too many thoughts in your head and I felt that. So I had a bit of a break from reading and, and, you know, I got back into it and I just recently read a book and I just wanted to share a couple of thoughts from it because it kind of goes back to points to help you get your best results and same with myself just as a coach and it kind of went against some of my own personal views with how I look at things in life which is always an interesting kind of perspective of going hey maybe all the thoughts I've always you know thought for years could be wrong and so that kind of changes you know a paradigm shift or whatever um but yeah, so anyways, the book I was reading is called Hidden Potential by Adam Grant. So it's out at all the bookstores. You know, you go to the airport, you'll see it. Hidden Potential by Adam Grant. And it was really interesting because it kind of looked at a lot of the myths that you generally encounter with why certain people are successful. And, you know, why people say make it in sport or life. And a lot of the times we go back down to, oh, well, you know, they are a childhood prodigy. They're just smarter than everyone else. You know, if that kid comes first at maths at school or does maths at university and stuff like that, therefore he's just a maths genius. It all just comes naturally to him. And, you know, a lot of these things around like, you know, you see with sport or, you know, they are the best at sport, you know. So when they're growing up, so they're always just destined to be like, you know, elite and, and the research actually doesn't seem to support that nearly as much as we once thought. And why that is, why, why does this matter? Because a lot of the times, especially myself included, we tend to feel that like our destiny and all those things are just kind of decided and people become successful it's just because, you know, they won the genetic lottery that they def- they have something intrinsic superior to you or there's something that just makes them tick that just makes them a winner and, you know, you don't have that it factor. And, you know, I'm always often feeling pretty down on myself with a lot of things. And, and what I was reading and what I found really interesting is that a lot of the people who become very successful in life – Firstly, often weren't that, you know, they weren't natural star talents as kids. They were often quite, you know, average students. Or if they did do well, it didn't really come easily to them. They just worked really, really hard. And a couple of things I took home from kind of learning about this was that a lot of the people who become successful in life have a few few key characteristics that help them get there. And, And... despite kind of what I've always thought is a lot of them or the large majority of those characteristics are not actual natural talent that we kind of think. We think those people who just come out of the womb, just 
gifted and all these things are the ones who guarantee success, but it's not like, I'm sure, you know, I follow a lot of sport and stuff like that. And even myself, I was very, very, very talented. And when I was super, super young as a sport, as a sports person, I thought I was going to play cricket and rugby for Australia. And I just didn't get better for a variety of reasons. And a lot of it goes back to kind of my mental health and my attitude. So I had great kind of talent initially, but I didn't do anything with it to go past people. And kind of goes back to though, why do I say this? Because I go back to kind of your physique, having the ability to lose weight, having the ability to build muscle, having the ability to get stronger, having the ability to recognize that, you know, some people might have a, a bit more of a head start on you from a, a technique ability. So what we, what I mean by that is, you know, some people just naturally are able to pick up learning how to squat and deadlift a bit more easily. They have a thing called what we call neurological efficiency. So neurological efficiency is basically the understanding of like, all right, I know I need my back muscles to do this. And I know I need my legs to push this way. It's basically the understanding of what your, your brain and your, your, your muscles kind of want to work in synergy to understand what to do. And, you know, when you probably gone to the gym and done like a dumbbell shoulder press for the first time and your arms are all shaking about and stuff like that. When that starts to improve, that's you improving your neurological efficiency. Now, yes, some people pick things up more easily. Some people just naturally just have a great squat. Some people have like all these things, right? And these things, yes, they do matter to some degree to get people a head start. Just like, you know, some people just naturally pick up reading better and writing and maths and all these things. But what I found really interesting, and I kind of link back because I link back to kind of where I'm at in life because I often get pretty down kind of where I'm at. You know, I get disappointed and stuff and I just turn 35 and I always think, you know, where am I going? Like, what am I doing with my life? I'm a loser. Like I'm 35 and what am I? And I get really down to kind of where I'm at. I think we all do that at times. And I think, oh, it's too late. I'm never going to be anything. You know, I'm never going to be where I want to be. I'm never going to be successful in my mind of where I want to be. I'm 35. But the thing is, what this book kind of made me realize is that it, you're not done. Like you're never... You're never stuck where you are in a way. Like the position you're in right now in life doesn't have to be the position you're in in a few years' time. And and when I kind of look a bit more positively at kind of where I'm at, I'm like, well, you know what? I'm better than in a lot of ways than I was three years ago and then five years ago and then 10 years ago. It's like, well, actually I'm doing better than I, I realize probably. Oh, <laughs> I think so some days. One of the one of the things I wanted to just quickly go over on the on the podcast was just some of the the three characteristics that really kind of stood out that helped people progress and help people three of the characteristics that help people go from maybe you know a D grade student at school to getting a PhD in university and being a uh, a world leader in kind of a their their field of knowledge and stuff like that, or someone who was an average athlete to then being an all pro in their their field. You know, we always just think it's just natural talent. So three of the characteristics that stood out to me 
well, I could go on, but I wanted to keep this short. But the, th- the three of the characteristics that stood out that allowed people to go from not necessarily being the most talented, most gifted, and you know, having a leg up on everyone, but being able to not let that hold them back, but then actually being able to s- progress and progress and progress, and then actually exceed the competition. And those three characteristics. Number one was the big one was having a hunger and desire to learn. Okay. So that's a big one. And I often talk about this in a lot lot of ways is to personal trainers and things like that is just having the ability to actually want to get better is always a first step. Majority of people kind of go through life, just kind of, you know, going through the motions and just turning up and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. So don't be, uh, you know, so if that's what you want, but like when I say to personal trainers who get really down on where they're at in the career, if you're going to courses, if you're studying, if you're trying to actively read and learn to get better, you're ahead of 99% of the other personal trainers out there who are literally just going in there to the gym to get paid, to walk out and leave and not think about it anymore. But likewise, you know, in the book that you talk about a lot of people who want to learn a language and stuff like that. Learning a language, a language that's obviously not your native tongue is extremely hard and daunting, but it's having that hunger and desire to actually want to learn is a huge part. So first thing, if you want to get better at something, it's probably not going to happen unless you actually truly want to get better. Like when you're young at school, obviously you have to do, go to English, you have to go to history and stuff like that. So yeah, you're going to get better to some degree, but as you get older, it's up to you. So if you have the willpower or the drive to get better at something, then you're probably going to at least be one step ahead of most people. Now, number two is having the ability to have a very low ego when trying to learn. So what does this mean? So a low ego here basically opens you up to the ability to be able to try at a task that you're probably going to absolute suck at initially and fail and not feel demoralized. Try at something and feel like an absolute idiot and know that that's okay and know that you're probably going to fail or lose initially but not feel rejected and not feel like I've got to give up. It seemed from the research in the book that the people who are really open to accepting that whatever they're starting right now is totally foreign and they're going to fall down and they get up and fall down and get up, you know, just like a baby does when they're learning, they don't care. They're just learning. You kind of want to be like that. You want to be in that ability to where you try and fail and try and fail, but it doesn't demoralize you that failure. It doesn't then scare you off one time. And so having that ability to have a low ego where you're not expecting just because you, just because you're fantastic at other things, if you're learning something totally new, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be good at it. So you need to have that low ego and, and go in with that ability of, Hey, I'm learning. The more mistakes I have, that's okay, is the more I'm quickly going to learn what doesn't work. Okay, so that was a big one is having the ability to try and fail and having a low ego about it. And then the third one, and the third point kind of goes back to what what with myself as a personal trainer, working with a lot of clients, and what I hope for is all of you out there. And the third point is being coachable. Okay, so I repeat, being coachable. And what this means is having the ability to actually have people teach you and you be receptive. And in the book that talks a lot about being a sponge, absorbing information. But if you 
are a person who, again, also kind of has a high ego and thinks you're a know-it-all, you're not going to absorb that information as well. You're basically going to have your shields up and that information is going to come at you and you don't you know, absorb it. You're going to, it's going to bounce off you and you don't take it in. Being coachable is such a huge thing. And say, when I work with clients, it's the people who want to learn, you know, like I've trained people and everything you say, like they want to fight with you on. It's like, you're coming to me. This is my life. I coach people and every single step you want to argue with me on. It's like, but you're not in a great position and you've hired me. But it's like a it's like a debate every single time. And that's not what you want when you work on clients. You want to obviously, yes, have a relationship and a partnership to some degree, but it's also important to be coachable. And I think this is one of the things that gets in the way, though, of people getting results. And I want you guys just to hear me out here. And I, I often say this to so many people. And one of the things I really think why people don't get enough results is that they don't see themselves as being wanting to be coachable enough they also generally see themselves as knowing far more than they think they do and they also tend to think that just by not investing into any coach or learning from anyone it can just doing it all themselves it'll they'll be better and for the most people that's not quite the case so i want you to think of it like this right let's say you're uh you're a worker whatever job you have not PT, not fitness. If you had a problem, say, and you know, you had a toilet broken or a pipe leaking, you'd probably call a plumber. You'd call a plumber to come over and fix it. You know, it's not this ego thing. Oh man, I got a plumber because they, you know, no, you just get a plumber because you need help. But when it comes to your physique, because it's like your own body, people are really strange with it. They go, oh, I think I know it all. I'm stuck and I can't really lose weight and I'm not sure why I'm not getting any better. I'm not sure why I'm not getting stronger or all these things, but then they don't ask for anyone for help. They don't want to invest into an actual coach. And this is a big mistake so many people make is that they don't want to be coachable. They don't have that hunger to learn from others. They go, you know what? I know enough. I've got a body. Other people have got a body. I'm sure I can just go to the gym and get somewhere. And this is one of the things that pains me the most is that, you know, for me, I create programs that are so cheap, have so much education and people just, you know, people will message you over and over and over, ask me questions and questions. And then they never invest into a hundred dollar program. And, you know, sometimes I see these people, they're literally like lawyers making a lot of money, but then they don't want to invest in a hundred dollar program, but then they'll spend years and years and years of going to the gym, not knowing what to do. And it's just that whole opportunity cost. So you go into the gym and not knowing how to train and not knowing how to eat well to get towards your goals that you spend two, three, four years on. What's the opportunity cost there of that versus, say, investing into a $120 training program, which could change your life in 12 weeks. But you'll spend, you know, opportunity cost could be tens of thousands and thousands of dollars of, you know, wasted time getting nowhere just because you didn't want to actually dive in and learn more from someone else and this is why again it goes back to whatever you're doing but i will kind of relay it back to you know your own physique is that if you're not in a position where you're happy to have a low ego and go you know i don't know it all and that's okay and yes i could find out myself over years and years and years or i could have a low ego and just ask for help spend a tiny bit of money to someone who's an expert in this field and have them 
teach me what to do. I all of a sudden could get superior results in one fiftieth of the time. But again, people get in their own way. It's like this ego barrier. Then, you know, it goes back to those other characteristics, having a hunger and desire to learn. Hunger and desire to learn means you also go, you know, I don't know it all. I want to know more. I want to learn about myself, but just because I have a body doesn't mean I know it all. So I could, again, learn so much about myself and progress my results far quicker if I wanted to actually actively seek out someone for help. And then finally, having that ability to be coachable. So yes, have that hunger to learn, have all these factors, but you need to then actually want to take it all in absorb that information, then go apply it and understand that it might not be perfect right away. You might not have a perfect squat right away. Macros and, and calories might be confusing quite early on, but cons consistently having the ability to have that low ego and go, you know what? I don't get it right now, but I'm going to get it in the future. I'm going to learn more and more and more. That is what ultimately is going to allow you to start changing physique. When you start to not get in your own way, when you start to drop that sense of, I have to be an expert and a perfectionist and know everything myself, even though I'm new to this, it's okay to have a coach. It's okay to learn. There's no ego in it. For Once you start dropping that kind of sense of like, I'm scared to try, I'm scared to fail, I'm scared to ask for help. That's when I think results will really start to come, guys. So with saying that, I hope that gives you a little bit of insight into, you know, the people who start, who get results, not just in fitness, but in all life. They have the hunger to learn. They have the ability to try and fail and not feel super rejected by because they have a quite a low ego with this whole process. And then they're also very coachable. They want to be a sponge. They want to learn from others. They want to absorb that information. They don't put their hands on their ears and saying, yeah, you know, covering every, everyone else's knowledge and saying, I know everything. No, they want to learn and get better so guys i hope that helps i hope that gives you a little bit of insight into just i don't know some things to help for your own self with everything you're doing but i thought i would just share that with you all guys so that book was hidden potential by adam grant and if you enjoyed the podcast guys please make sure you're following the podcast give the podcast podcast a five-star rating it helps a lot when you do all right thanks so much guys bye